0: Uh, you
1: have opening comments? Do you want to start with questions? Yeah, no, I'd um, say I'll start with, uh, you know, on behalf of our team uh, and organization, uh, first of all, I want to send along our best wishes to uh, uh, Coach Rivera. You know, Ron's um, been a good friend and uh, certainly a person that's, you know, had a great career Um in the National Football League, he's a quality person, player, coach. Uh, so, uh, just want to send our best wishes along to him, and you know, hope for a, a speedy and complete recovery, and um, you know, hope that he's hope that he's doing well. And um, you know, we're wrapping up the week here uh, with uh, you know, a day that we're starting to. You know, put some things together, um, different down-and-distance situations. We've covered most of the major kicking situations. um, And obviously not a lot of, you know, like end-of-game type plays. I'm not talking about that. But just the general situations that come up, uh, normal situations that come up on offense, defense, and special teams. And, uh, you know, I think we're getting to the point here where we've, we've hit most of those. And um, review them again today and then you know next week will give us a good opportunity to uh, let's say start practicing and and um, you know hitting on the second third times through type of thing so that we're um, you know closer to where we want to be in terms of understanding um, not just what we want to do but how we want to do it and what are some of the variables that that can come up so um, it's been a you know pretty like we had a pretty pretty solid week of practice um 3 days of contact and you know high speed practices the other days and um you know we're really coming into the you know the next next week and a half or so be really important weeks of camp uh in the development and preparation of our team from a overall standpoint and then you know the final week or 10 days obviously would be you know, we're more focused on Miami. So, um, you yeah, know, just keep te- taking it day by day here and try to, you know, try to string some good days together and, you know, build our consistency and overall um, fundamentals uh, of our team that uh, will need to carry us, you know, through throughout the games this season. We're
0: going to start with uh, Tom Kern, followed by Phil Perry. Hey, Bill. Um, I just have a question on... Scouting and the lack of preseason games and the ability to, as releases are made around the league, how difficult does it make it for your personnel staff, pro personnel staff to to kind of scout guys and not know exactly what they've done over the past however many months?
1: Uh, Well, everybody's in the same situation. They're all looking at the same information, so... You know those those are the decisions you gotta make so it's not an uncommon situation. there are plenty of times when players um uh, aren't able to participate you know in in parts of training camp sometimes they don't play in preseason games and um you know then their names' on on the waiver wire at the fifty three cut at the end of the year so you know you just have to go on the information that you have um Usually that's a much smaller percentage than what obviously we'll be dealing with this year, but um, that's you know that's the situation.
0: Good deal. And just one quick follow up: We haven't seen a lot of Justin Rohwasser, uh this week.
1: Um,
0: how's his progress been in terms of field goals and and his you know assimilation into the pros?
1: Yeah, everybody's making progress. Yeah, everybody's making progress.
0: Uh, next question phil perry uh followed by doug kai hey bill i'm uh i'm curious we've asked you about um quarterbacks and decision making and training camp practices before and what an interception you know might mean um but i'm wondering if this year because it is different because you guys don't have preseason games um if you look at those types of plays any differently when you see an interception happen? How okay is that in your mind uh, based on knowing that quarterbacks are trying to figure out what they can and can't do maybe at this point in time? Um, And does that change at all, given the the, the changes in this
1: offseason? Yeah, well, I I think – I don't think over-evaluating one individual play for any player at any position is – you know, usually a good evaluation tool. Um, all players have good plays out there. All players have bad plays, uh, as do the coaches. So I think you look at the body of work. There's we're running, you know, hundreds of plays, and you know it's the composite of all of it. I don't, I don't think it's one, one play by anybody. That of course, good plays are good, and plays that aren't so good aren't so good. But uh, we all have those. I think it really comes down to the consistency and. The overall performance of players, and I would say the progression and the track that they're on—improving, staying about the same, or you know, possibly declining—I would say we don't see a lot of declining because guys are working out there every day, and and they're generally getting better. But sometimes, maybe it's the rate of improvement um, and the overall consistency.
0: Next question: Doug Kyle, followed by Jim McBride. Hey Bill, good morning. Um, Hi, going back to I think it was 2006 or 2007 when we used to see Brian on the sideline, you know, helping out, holding a clipboard. How cool is it now to kind of have that come full circle and have him on the staff as a position coach?
1: Yeah, well, they've you know, well Stephen and Brian have have grown up a lot, um, and they've they've come a long way, you know, especially when I've had a chance to see them, you know, their whole lives, but. They've been around a lot of football they've seen a lot of football um, they've seen things done um, you know from a different perspective than other people but um, in the end I don't know anybody that knows our football program better than Stephen who's you know been in a little bit longer but Brian as well who's you know just lived their whole life um, with this program so all the things that we do for all the different uh, reasons and how it all ties together and so forth uh, they they have a very good understanding of you know all the things that are um, involved and and how it all is interwoven um, and that's valuable to me because they have a perspective of that that um, you know we look we have a lot of good coaches on our staff i'm not saying that those guys are you know very very good coaches and very proficient and, and they do a great job but it's a little different to see it from the perspective that, you know, Brian has seen it from or, or Steve. So they all help. They're all valuable, and, you know, it's I'm glad we have them. Uh,
0: next next yep. question, Jim McBride, followed by Zach Cox. Uh, morning, Coach. <clears throat> Just hey, wanted to ask you about the um, – Progress of a couple of uh, second-year offensive linemen that didn't get kind of uh, to play last year, and, and Yelder and Yadni, and what you've seen from them uh, in camp so far.
1: Yeah, I uh, think overall, uh, Jim, our our second-year players have, uh, in general, you know, taken a good step. Um, those they're they're all way ahead of where they were last year. Uh, specifically on the offensive line, um, you know, Yadni is again a guy who hasn't played a lot of football uh just his background and and so forth so you know he's learned an awful lot uh he's he's a very smart kid and he's got good uh good physical talent uh he's strong he's explosive he can run well um he can do you know do a lot of different things it's really about refinement and technique and anticipation and you know things like that and he's taken a big jump there and uh you know Yadni uh obviously missed the whole year last year, uh even missed more time than than uh Froholt did. Uh but he's a guy that, you know, has a lot of experience playing the position that he's played in college. And uh again it's really for him more of getting back into playing and being consistent in his footwork and hand punch and technique and balance and, and things like that. Uh you know, training in the weight room and um you know, conditioning and so forth are, uh, you know, they're great to uh, put a player in position to compete and practice. But from a football standpoint, especially in the offensive line, you know, working against other bodies and um, having your balance, being able to, you know, have that hand to hand, close quarters contact is, there's just no substitute for that. So we've had, you know, three days in pads and, you know those guys need a lot of work on that and and uh we're you know getting better making progress but we got a long way to go
0: our next question zach cox followed by henry mckinnon
1: hey bill uh what kind of growth have you seen from gunner since you guys first got him in here last spring yeah gunner's improved tremendously um again both physically and uh, from a football standpoint Um, he's a smart kid he works extremely hard Um, he's tough Uh, he's very very competitive and you know he's learned how to do a lot of different things for us Um, and he continues to um, work on things that will expand uh, his opportunities and so it'll be interesting to uh, and to watch him take advantage or try to take advantage of those opportunities and you know, watch him play and see all that's coming together. Uh, but his you know, overall background, knowledge, understanding, you know, being a professional athlete, um, training, uh, some of his fundamental athletic skills, have, um, he's refined those quite a bit. And uh, he's much, much, much further ahead of, from where he was last year, similar to other second year players that we just talked about. But uh, he's, he's certainly in that, that group.
0: Uh, next question, Henry McKenna, Followed by Ben Volen. Hey, Bill. Um, so, I, you know, now that you guys have been a few days into um, practices, I, I wonder, um, you know, with with Tom Brady having been around for you know two decades, whether it's 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 ever strange to not have him around this year. I know, uh, I don't know. Maybe being in in person in the facility, whether you ever whether that
1: ever comes to mind. Yeah, well, uh, we've had, you know, um, a lot of great, great players um, over the course of that time. And, you know, you could have the same conversation about all of them, Teddy Bruschi, Rodney Harrison, Ty Law, um, you know, Logan Mankins, Rob. I mean, you go right down the line. Um, So it's, you know, it's professional football. It's a national football league. Every team has changes every year. Um, we have them. So does everybody else. And I think right now everybody's, you know, focused on this year. Um, we're looking ahead. We're not looking backwards at, at anything. We're trying to uh, look ahead and look at, you know, what our opportunities, challenges, and and um, that we have coming forward this season in the 2020 season. So that's really where our focus is.
0: Next question, Ben Volen, followed by Mike Giardi. Uh, good morning,
1: Bill. Um, The NFL released uh, the travel guidelines the other day for uh, regular season road games. And I'm just curious, um, do you expect it to greatly affect how you guys do business on the road? And are you able to do any sort of dry run about how road trips are gonna go uh, since there's no preseason? Right, so the, um, yeah, so, you know, we have people in our organization that, uh, you know, that's really what they focus on and and um, so I work with them in the terms of coordination of that Um, and there were some travel uh, there were some travel guides uh, earlier that uh, as you said were let's call it refined or modified uh, that we got recently and so um, you know I'm kind of leaving it with them to kind of go through those and then we'll have a meeting in the near future, to talk about the changes and how they've how that would affect us. Um, we've talked about how we're going to try to do things, and certainly we have to make sure that they're all within the protocols uh, that the league has issued. Um, and so, if they're not, then we can you know talk about what changes we need to make. It's my understanding I think that we're pretty close on that. That all the things that we would want to do, uh, we'll be able to do. But there may be one or two things there that we have to you know, do a little bit differently. Um, Well, obviously, there are things we have to do differently, but things that we had planned on doing that, um, you know, we might have to modify. So uh, my sense on that is we're pretty close. Um, Are there some I's to dot and T's to cross? I'm I'm sure there are. I know there are, and we'll, you know, work on that. We're, you know, four weeks away from um, our first away game, so... It's it's coming up, but um, I think that we're pretty well organized on that. And, and we've talked about, you know, things we have options on, uh, which way would be better to do it, uh, things that we haven't done before. And so, uh, I don't know, we'll see how that works. There may be some trial and error in that, or uh, maybe we'll do something and everybody will feel like, you know, this is the best way to do it. So we'll kind of have to wait until we actually – so that actually happens but I'd say in the meantime I feel like our preparations are pretty pretty well on target and um again of course we'll be in compliance with whatever we we need to do and, and I mean you guys have a lot of long trips this year Seattle in week two um two games back to back in LA are these travel protocols gonna affect maybe not going a day early or just maybe affect how you guys do the travel yeah I, I don't think so uh i think that we're we'll be able to you know stay stay with the schedule that we had initially planned on but certainly there are a lot of details to be worked out um not only in away games but also on home games uh because there's there are travel policies or g- game day policies that are going to be different there as well so um you know we'll deal with those all in in time and uh, some of the things that we might have an opportunity to um, dry run or rehearse or uh, look at, if we can do that, we we will. Um, taking a trip isn't one of them, but there are other game day policies that we can uh, implement to make sure everybody's comfortable with those uh, going forward. So I would say it would be a combination of, the, of those things. But, you know, in, in the big picture, I, I don't think our travel – Situation will alter too dramatically from what it's been in the past.
0: We really have time for a couple more questions. We'll do Mike Giardi followed by Mark Daniels. Morning, Bill. Hey, Mike. Jared appeared to struggle a little bit during team period yesterday. I guess how important is it for you in your evaluation of the player to see him return the next day to practice and respond positively to the corrections that were made and and take that step forward again and sort of show that, all right, I put that in the rear view.
1: Yeah. Well again, we talked about this a little bit earlier. I I, I don't think it's um, I don't think it's really good for us as a coaching staff to uh, over evaluate, you know, an individual play when we have, you know, so many plays to work with, but um, every player makes mistakes out there. Um, every player gets corrected. Every player gets coaching points on things that they can do uh, better, differently. And I would say ultimately we're going to reach a point where, you know, we have to, you know, really evaluate, um, you know, what what the performance is. I think in the early stages there's uh, definitely a uh, timing, confidence, um, you know, anticipation issues that are, you know, different from player to player and depending on who they're in there with and what the play was and how things unfolded and so forth, that uh, sometimes those are mistakes. Sometimes they're learning experiences. Sometimes they're, um, you know, it could be mistakes by multiple people uh, involved in a specific part of the play that have to be ironed out. So, um, again, our job is to evaluate, you know, the overall performance and progress of the players, and I think as we get a little bit further into camp, that's easier to do when everybody has done their assignment, you know, multiple times and multiple looks, and they're confident, and they know what they're doing, and all that. You know, the first time through for any of us doing anything, um, you know, doesn't go as smoothly as as what it does when you've had uh, multiple repetitions at that experience. So. You know that's that's what that's what our job is that's what we'll evaluate and uh it's certainly an ongoing one that i think is gonna become more important in succeeding days the first day or two three whatever is you know not i would say not as critical as uh going forward when you've you've been through things multiple times
0: thank you bill
1: you're welcome
0: and i'll apologize to those we don't get to but we'll finish with uh, mark daniels go ahead mark Hey, Bill. Um, it's, it's been a few years since we've seen an assistant on the team with the defensive coordinator title. And I was wondering, what, what does an assistant have to show you to earn that promotion and that title, and, and what goes into whether or not you name someone, you know, the defensive coordinator for a season or not?
1: Yeah, well, each one of those situations is, uh, is diff- different, different and unique. And, and um, you know, I've been a head coach. I've been a position coach. I've been a coordinator. Uh, I've, I've coached on, you know, all three, all three, uh, units. And, you know, I would say the focus around here isn't really on titles as much as it is on, um, getting the job done and, you know, doing the things that help the team. So, uh, whether it's titles like, you know, general manager and coordinator and, you know, a bunch of other stuff like that. Um, you know, I don't think that, that those titles necessarily are, are that important. In some cases, there's uh, reasons for doing it or not doing it, but every situation's different. And um, what's more important uh, to us is, you know, the overall performance of the team and and the person's role in that performance. And so that's that's really where our focus is, not, you know, not the titles that go, you know, next to everybody's name and all that. Sometimes those are, I would say, more confusing than, than anything else. So um, I think each person knows what they, what their assignments are, what they need to do, what they're responsible for, and and that's, to me, the most important part of all that. So, um, we don't. I would say we aren't, we aren't really all that concerned. I'm not all that concerned about you know some of the other, things that go with that. You know, teams that have like eight assistant head coaches and three coordinators on each side of the ball for, you know, different things and so forth. I mean, that's we're just, we're not going to do that.
0: Thank you very much, coach. Thanks everyone. Great. Right, thank you. Yep, thank you.